1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am where the Word says I am. I am seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. As I'm taught the Word of God, my life will be changed for the better, and I will never, 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 come on, shake those Bibles at me, never, never, never be the same again. Now listen to instructions. Give four or five people a high five now before you are seated. Give some high fives. Come on, some high, come on, some enthusiastic high fives. Amen. Why does he do that? Well, we're victorious, right? We're winners. Amen. Now, we're in this series, Taking Action Today for a Better Tomorrow, and the message today is entitled, Redeeming the Time. Redeeming the Time. Everybody say this. Say, we've got some dreaming to do. Say, we've got some believing to do. Say, we've got some work to do. Say, we're going to redeem the time. As a matter of fact, look at your neighbor and say, you've got some dreaming to do. Tell them you got some believing to do. Tell them you got some work to do. Say, you got to redeem the time. Now, we've been looking at Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Now, to him is able to do immeasurably more. How much more? Immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work where? Within us. Where? Within us. You know, I'm always amazed how Christians are trying to lower the bar. When God's able to do immeasurably more, not immeasurably less, amen, but immeasurably what? More than all we could ask or imagine. Verse 21, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. So where is his power at work? It is at work within us. Everybody say, it's at work within me. me. Turn your neighbor and say, it's at work within you. Now, we're going we're to this morning look at Ephesians chapter 5, so look a couple of chapters over. Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 1, it says, be imitators of God. Be imitators of who? God. Young people, hear me loud and clear. It does not say be imitators of the world. Amen. It says be imitators of God. As dearly loved children, 
and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Rather what? How many of y'all know we got to practice that, right? We got to have Thanksgiving coming out of our mouth at all times. How many, how many times? All times. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Underline that in your Bible if you don't have that underlined. Let no one deceive you. Look, when the Bible tells you do not be deceived, you ought to take note of that because that probably means there's a propensity or there's a leading to be deceived. So let no one deceive you with empty words. What are empty words? Words that mean nothing. Words that mean nothing. Words that sound good, but actually have nothing backing them up. You do realize this when we confess, when we confess our verses, when we say, God, we're thankful that you protect us. We have word to back that up, Psalms 91. You understand that when we say these words, these are not empty words. These are words that are backed up by the word of God itself, which then means it's backed by God himself. So let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Oh my goodness, we can't talk about that, right? Verse seven, therefore do not be partners with them. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be a partner with them. Look at your other neighbor and say, you need to stop being connected with them. Right? We're not, we don't connect with them. We're not partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of what? Light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Find out what does what? Pleases the Lord. What does what? I'm going to know if God can be pleased. That means he can also be what? Displeased. So find out what pleases the Lord. How about you spend some time finding out what pleases him? How about you spend some energy finding out what pleases him? Now I'm talking to people that are sitting here in church on a Sunday morning, so it's a little redundant, right? Maybe we should say that for those who are watching. How about you find out what pleases the Lord, amen? For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, and this is where we're going to zero in on, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Now, I want to zero in on verses 14 through 17 from the King James Version. It says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. 
Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the Lord's, the will of the Lord is. And what is the will of God for your life? Third John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things, above how many, above how many things? Above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. How many all glad that God wants you to be healthy? That was pretty weak. How many all glad that God wants you to be healthy? Even as thy soul prospers. So we wish you love. We wish you joy. We wish you every happiness. We wish you physical health and length of life. Praise the Lord. We wish that your life would be as full and as blessed and as fulfilling as ours has been. We wish you love. Now imagine being at the end of your life. Now look around. What you see with your eyes is what you have exchanged your life for. Is there a loving husband there, a loving wife? Are there children there who love and respect you? Is there a humble home on wheels or an estate to be proud of? Are there houses and lands left for your children or nothing worth mentioning? Is there anything left behind? Is there anyone left behind that you've won to the Lord? Are there any church buildings standing that would not have been if it had not been for your life? Now be, imagine being at the end of your life, look around, and what you see with your eyes is what you have exchanged your life for. And you only have one life to live. And whether you realize it or not, day by day, week by week, month by month, and year by year, you are exchanging your life for something. You're exchanging your life for what? For something. What is it that you're exchanging your life for? More reruns of Friends? More rent payments to the center man? More dependency on the government or the relatives? What are you exchanging your life for? So this morning, I want you to get to think about time. Everybody say time. time. And redeeming the time. Everybody say redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Say it out loud. Say, I got some dreaming to do. Say, I got some believing to do. Say, I got some work to do. And I got to redeem the time. You know, it was in February of 1997, God challenged Pastor Lingerfeld to put the roof on Bud Sickler's dream in Mombasa, Kenya. For those of you that are fairly, I should say new, but fairly new, because we've been in this building since 2006 now, but my gosh, 1997, that seems like yesterday, but that was 25 years ago. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It's hard to believe. But we were connected with a missionary, Bud Sickler in Kenya, and he was building the largest church structure in East Africa, and the, the holdup was the roof. And in February of 1997, Pastor Learfoot was there preaching, and as he was walking and praying one day, the Lord challenged him to be the partner that would put the roof on the building. And I remember as a young man, I know I look young now, but as a young man, even in 1997, I remember Pastor coming back from Africa. I remember the challenge offerings. I remember him sharing with us that God had put him on his, on his heart. And then a year later, in October of 1998, Pastor Lerfeld was in Jackson, Mississippi at a Hagen meeting, and Kenneth Hagen walked over to Pastor Gene and Sue and prophesied. And he said, you have thought it wasn't going to come to pass, thinking I must not have heard aright. But thus saith the Lord, it shall come shortly to pass, and you shall rejoice at last. 
So rejoice in faith ahead of time and be glad. And then Kenneth Hagin looked right at Pastor Lingerfeld and said to him, whatever he's been talking to you about, it's time for it to come to pass. It shall arrive at last. It's hard to believe. Why? Because that was October 16th, 1998, 24 years ago. Now, a critic, a faith critic might say, see, time is passing and it's taking longer than you first imagined to accomplish your dreams, your goals, your desires, and your aspirations. To which I would reply, check out our fruit. Check out the evidence. I used to love it, watching Fred Price's broadcast. And they had that song at the beginning. Evidence, boom, 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 boom. Evidence, boom, 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 boom. Have you got, I I don't know the rest of it. See, that's all, I just remember the evidence part, right? And it wasn't like a good contemporary song. I just like the words, amen, right? But check the evidence. See before your eyes what type of life that has brought to pass. Look around and see you are in a blessed place. Tell your neighbor, say, you're in a blessed place. place. Paid off this building in the year of the corona. We got children who love God, serve God. Amen. There are people in this church, my goodness, 10 years ago they were addicted to drugs and now they're entrepreneurs. They have their own business. 10 years ago, they were addicted to drugs. Now, if you, were to, if you were to talk to them and see how they're raising their son, you would have thought they had never been addicted to drugs. Right. Raising their children to be uh, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Got a young man in this church, could barely hold a job at Best Buy years ago. But now he runs a multi-million dollar company. Amen. Beautiful family beautiful home, children who love them. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Some of you, you were that person, right? Some of you are here, and when you came in here, man, you were just barely surviving. You were just barely getting by. Now God's put in your heart for you to own your own business. And now you're working your way to that. How many of y'all know we've got some evidence around here? I said, we got some evidence around here, Amen. We got some lives that have been changed around here. We've got some proof around here that the Word of God works. Everybody say, the Word of God works. works. But here's the point of the message this morning. Pastors Gene and Sue took 46 years to get here. 46 years of traveling around America, seeking out the fathers of faith who could teach them the way and show them the way. It took them 46 years to get here. But... If you will awaken from your slumber, if you will take advantage of where you are and will make the most of the opportunity set before you, it won't take you 46 years to get here. Someone shout amen. Amen. Did you hear me? I said you're in a blessed place. I said you're hearing a blessed word. I said you're connected to a blessed anointing. And I said you're hearing a blessed word. If you will awaken from your slumber, if you will take advantage of where you are, and make the most of every opportunity set before you, it won't take you 46 years to get this far. So let the other churches stay closed, because here at Faith Christian Center, we'll be walking the anointing of our fathers in the faith. We'll be eating the best of the land. 
We'll be living in the best of the land. We'll be driving the best of the land. We'll be wearing the best of the land. We'll be birthing the best of the land. And we'll be building the best of the land. Amen? Now, if you're offended by that, I mean, I can't help you. I don't, I don't know what to say to you because hopefully you would have a vision as high as God's vision for your life. And if you don't have that vision, you need to get that vision that God has for your life. Ephesians 3, 20, 21, now to him is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his powers that work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Yes, God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his powers that work within us. Yes, that's true. But in order for that to happen in your life, you have to awaken from your slumber. You have to take advantage of where you are, and you have to make the most of the opportunities set before you. Otherwise, will the, we, God will be unable to do immeasurably more in all that you ask or imagine in your life. So what do we have to do? Number one, we got to awake from our slumber. We got to awake from our slumber. Tell your neighbor, say, wake up. Wake up. Everybody say, say, we got some dreaming to do. We got some believing to do. We got some work to do. We're going to redeem the time. Amen. Ephesians 5, 14 through 17, wherefore he said, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So you have to wake up from your slumber. You've got to wake up. What do you mean, wake up? You've got to wake up to what God has in store for you. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. You've got to be able to wake up and see what God has in store for you, what is available to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But, everybody say, but. God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Everybody say, God has revealed it to me by his spirit. As a matter of fact, you know, this is one of the verses I quote every morning. This is one of the verses I, 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 I apply to my life every single day. And I, I make this confession. I thank you, Father God, through the dreams and visions of the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit speaking through my life, that I can see everything that you prepared for me. Because I want to be able to see it. How many of y'all know you got to see it first? Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world. Thank you, Lord but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. That God has freely given us. You know, God has freely given you a lot of things. A lot of things. Romans 8, verse 32, He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Wake up! Wake up! Stop being lazy. Stop being so concerned with what the world's doing and wake up. If you would spend more time meditating on what God has in store for you instead of what the world says they have in store for you, your life would be a lot better. You'd be a lot more joyful too. Some of y'all would actually smile every once in a while, right? 
Because you don't come into life, we're not concerned about it. I did not receive the spirit that's from the world. So whatever the world's saying, guess what? It has nothing to do with me. Amen. Yeah, but gas is what gas is going. It has nothing to do with me. I'm an ambassador of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So you got you got to teach your children about this. Just the other day, I was filling up. Of course, it costs more now than it ever has to fill up. And as I was got in the car, my son, my youngest son, was with me in the car, and I looked at him. I said, "Thank you, Father God." that all my needs are met according to the glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father God, the more... See, why, why are you doing that? Are you doing... I want, to, I want my son to see, I want him to know that I have not received the Spirit from the world, but I have received the Spirit from God, and, I, and that Spirit from God will let you know what is available to you. I wish some Christian worship... People would figure that out. Stop singing about the problem and start singing about what God has freely given us. You do a lot better. You do a lot better on that way. Look, you got to wake up. Every time every your neighbor say, you got to wake up. I remember this when, I, when Pastor Learfield came back home in 1997 and talked about putting that roof on. I remember in the offering time, we had a, we had a, a picture from the architects of the, uh, what the, this building might look like. And they had a frame. Some of y'all remember this because some of y'all held the frame up here. And they would come up here and they'd come up here to the front. They'd hold this frame that had the picture of it. And they put, then, they, then they got the picture of the root, the church in Mombasa printed out. And they put it on front of that, of that frame. And so they would lift it up. And pastor would tell us over and over again, if you want your dreams and visions to come to pass, what? You got to make another man's dream and vision come to pass. And they would lift that up, said, if whatever your dream and vision is underneath there, it goes through that roof right there. It goes through that roof. And they would lift it up. And I mean, I remember, I remember that. I remember in the back of that auditorium at I-30 and Fielder Road, we had a trust system brought in. And we had the, render, the renderings of what it might look like in this building. And they hung it up. And I remember because at that time, we had prayer seven days a week. And we would come in. And when we pray, praise the Lord, we like to walk and pray. Some people say, why do you walk and pray? To stay awake. It's nothing spiritual. Listen, when I was younger and I came to 5 a.m. prayer, man, I would kneel down and I'd put my head right down there and I'd, and I'd be, I think I'd be so spiritual. Next thing I know, I'd do the old jump thing. I'd wake up real quick. Y'all know, know what I'm talking about, right? Amen. Why do you walk and pray? Nothing to do with spiritual. Just how's it ever doing? We're staying awake, Amen. And when you're walking, you might as well get some exercise while you're praying at the same time. That's super spiritual, I know, but it's true, amen? And I remember walking around, and I remember when you get to that back corner, there are those pictures that were lit up there in the back of the, and I remember walking by it over and over every day, every day, every day, every day. And sometimes it felt like, oh my gosh, that's never going to happen. Why do we still have these pictures up? But praise the Lord, you're sitting in the result of it this morning. A paid off facility, amen. But you got to see it. Tell your neighbor, say, you got to wake up. You got to wake up. Some of y'all need to wake up. 
You've just been kind of cruising along with life, kind of letting like the life take you where it goes with the waves. No, 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 no. We command what's going to happen in our life based upon the word of God. You got to wake up. Now notice what it says in Ephesians 5, 14, wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light, and Christ shall give thee what? When you wake up, that's where the light is. It's the vision that drives the faith. When you wake up and begin to see it, that's where the light comes. We see in Job chapter 22, verse 28, you will declare a thing, and it will be established for you, so light will shine on your what? Ways. When you begin to declare something, when you begin to declare what the Word of God says on your life, you're shining the light on your path, you're shining the light on your life, and you begin to see things clearly. You begin to see things clearly. It's been sitting here available to us our whole lives. Our whole lives. How much of our lives? Our whole lives. Our whole lives. I mean, it was just as much available to me as a young man sitting there in 1997 as it is today standing here in front of you in 2022. It's been available to us the whole time. That's not the problem. The problem is, can we see it, and do we believe that it's ours? Now look, you can look at me in that tone of voice, but that just tells me that God is not your source, that the world is your source. Because when God becomes your source, you, become, you start looking to Him. You start trusting in the Lord. You don't lean on your own understanding. You begin to say, okay, Lord, what is it that you have in store for me? What is it that you want to do in my life? What is it? What's available? It took pastors Gene and Sue Lingerfeld 46 years to get here, 46 years of traveling in America, seeking out the followers of faith who could teach, and show, teach us the way and show us the way. It took 46 years to get here. But if you awake from your slumber, if you will take advantage of where you are, if you'll make the most of every opportunity set before you, it won't take you 46 years to get this far. Amen. Awaken from your slumber. Wake up and hear the word. Wake up and believe the word. Wake up and confess the word. Wake up and take action on the word. Ezra 6.14, so the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper under the preaching of Haggai the prophet. Hebrews 6.12, how about this? We do not want you to become lazy. Tell your neighbor, say, don't become lazy. lazy. Oh, yeah, if you're looking at your spouse, be real careful about how you say that. <laughs> Look at your other neighbor and say, I don't want you to be lazy. We don't want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through, through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Hebrews 13, 7, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of the way of their life and imitate their faith. Amen. And this is a fallacy. This is a fallacy of the modern American church is this fact of don't open your eyes on anything. Look, I know that person's family's a wreck. I know that person, uh, but, but they say things I like to hear, so that's who I'm going to look at. 
Consider the outcome of their way of life. Open your eyes. Tell your neighbor, say, open your eyes. So we got to wake up. Number one, you got to wake from your slumber. Number two, you got to take advantage of where you are. Ephesians 5, 14 through 17, Wherefore he saith, Wake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the Lord, will the Lord is. Look at verse 15. See then, why? See then, because you've been awakened, that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Now, circumspectly is not a word that we ever use really in our everyday language, right? Have you ever told your kids, don't do that, that's circumspectly? <laughs> no. So what does circumspectly mean? It means, how about this, wary and unwilling to take risks. Wary and unwilling to take risks. Now, you might say, but Aaron, we just heard the past three weeks about crazy faith about crazy faith. I thought we're supposed to put it all on the line and follow the word of God. Yes, that is true. But, now get this, because this is where a lot of people miss it. But that does not mean we are careless. We are not careless. We are not careless with our children. We are not careless with our relationships and connections. We are not careless with our bodies. We are not careless with our words. We are not careless with our money. And we are not careless with our time. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, just because I'm in faith doesn't mean I'm a fool. We don't walk carelessly. We walk in wisdom. We walk in wisdom. We watch over and command our children. We watch over and command our relationships and connections. We watch over and command our bodies. We watch over and command our words. We watch over and command our money. We give and we save money at the same time. We watch over and invest our time in the Word of God and doing the Word of God. And right here is where I personally see people miss it. They are not careful with how they live. They do not take advantage with where they are. How many Christians claim to be walking by faith through their actions, but are still living like fools? Let me say that one more time. How many Christians claim to be walking by faith, but through their actions are still living like fools? They're not taking advantage of where they are. When I do premarital counseling, one of the first things we do in premarital counseling is I look, Pastor Gina Sue, uh, Pastor Lingerfeld married me and my wife a few years ago. And one of the things I do in premarital counseling is I go over, look, here's what I learned from Pastors Gene and Sue. Here's what they taught us, and here I can prove to you and I can tell you that it is so because my wife and I have also proved it out in our own lives. Amen. See, what did I do? As a young man, I didn't sit there like a fool and go, oh, well, pastor doesn't really know what he's talking about. That might have worked in your generation, but that's not going to work in my generation. No, no, I redeemed the time. I said, I redeemed the time. 
and I learned certain things that he said to do, and guess what? We did it, and guess what? It saved us out of a lot of trouble. It saved us out of a lot of trouble. I could give you, I could give you a rule right now that he, that he told us, and I could tell you how it saved us in this instance, it saved us in this instance, it saved us in this instance. See, I'm not a fool. I don't have to learn it the hard way. I want to know, give me wisdom, and I will follow it. Amen? Amen. Amen. So some of y'all have been sitting here for years, and God's been, and Pastor's been talking about how, Yes, we give, but we also save. You still haven't started saving. You still haven't started saving. What's it going to take? How is God going to do immeasurably more than all you could ask or imagine if you give him nothing to work with? Yeah, but I'm not a, I'm not a position that I can save. You can't save five dollars. I mean, you're already used to, you're already used to not answering the question, not answering the phone when the credit card company calls anyways. I mean, you'll be fine with five less dollars, amen? If you're in the hole, you're in the hole, amen? Amen? Give and what? Save. Yeah, but you know, that sounds, that sounds tough. I don't know that I can, you've heard Pastor Leonard tell the story about when they started, how God chastised them about saving money. See, redeem the time. Redeem the time. Take advantage of where you are. And don't be careless. Don't be careless. Don't be careless. And look, let me just, since I'm here, let me just stay a little, let me just, let me just go a little bit further and say, look, some of you as parents, you need to listen to what you're hearing from the Word of God and from behind this pulpit, and you need to stop comparing it to how you grew up. Because the way you grew up was definitely not the way. Amen? Say, yeah, well, I'm... I'm doing better than my girl. Yes, that's true. Praise the Lord for that. But how many of y'all know, let's go to the next level, amen? Let's go to the next level, amen? Let's, let's, have, some, let's have some kids that, that listen. Let's have some kids that actually get commanded, not asked. How do you feel about it? It doesn't matter how they feel. Yeah, but they might get mad at me. So what? They walk by their feelings. They'll get over it. Yeah, but I don't want to turn them from God. Are you kidding me? Are you telling me that teaching them the word of God is going to turn them from God? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Read your Bible. We just got done in the daily Bible reading on the church website of going through the New Testament. Now we're in the, and we're in the book of Genesis and Exodus. And, and listen, man, you read the New Testament. The New Testament is tight. It is, I don't, I don't understand these people that talk about, oh, you can do whatever you want to do, and oh, they just got to find their place, oh, they just got to, you know, over here. Are you kidding me? Read the New Testament. It is tight. The kingdom of God is strong. 
The kingdom of God has rules. But the kingdom of God has rewards. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So you, gotta, you can't be careless. Tell your neighbor, say, you can't be careless. How is God going to do immeasurably more if you keep doing dumb things? <laughs> oh, I did say it. That's right. I said it. <laughs> Most of the problems in our life have nothing to do with Satan. Nothing. Most of the problems in our lives is we refuse to correct our actions. Praise the Lord, amen. amen. That's, the, that's the deal. And look, 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 if you look around, you say, man, I don't like where my life is. Man, you've got to do something different. And when I mean different, I'm not talking about different from the word of God. I'm talking about dive deeper into the word of God. Dive, find another way to take action. Find another way to take action. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verses 36, 37, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. That's what we're considered. But know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Everybody say no. No. Come on, a little more. Say no. No. Say in all these things. things. I'm I'm more than a conqueror. Say no. In all these things, things, I'm more than a conqueror. conqueror. Amen. Amen. This is why we're not careless with our lives. We walk in wisdom, not as fools, but as wise children of God. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And look, you ought to really do a study. Do a study. Do a study in the book of Proverbs. And every time it talks about a wise man, underline it, make a note to yourself. And every time it says something about a fool, underline it. And start to understand what is the description of a wise man and what's the description of a fool. And you're going to find out there's a lot of fools out there. Or you're going to find out in your own life you've been acting like a fool on certain things. Listen, Listen, I'm talking to myself here. I'm talking to myself here. Man, God has been so good to me. But there is so much more that God wants to do for Aaron Wood. I got to wake up. I got to wake up and see it. It took Pastor Jan Sue 46 years to get here, 46 years of traveling America, seeking out the fathers of faith who could teach us the way and show us the way. It took us 46 years to get here. But we're going to awaken from the slumber. We're going to take advantage of where we are. We're going to make the most of every opportunity set before us. And it won't take us that long to get here. Do you hear me? I said, you're in a blessed place. I said, you're here in a blessed word. You're connected to a blessed anointing. Wake from your slumber. Wake up and hear the word. Wake up and believe the word. Wake up and confess the word. Wake up and take action on the word. Ezra 6, 14, so the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper under the preaching of Haggai the prophet. Hebrews 6, 12, we do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. I'm so glad. I don't want to just know about what's been promised. I want to see the promise. Amen. I want to see the promise. 
Hebrews 13, 7, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. So number one, awake, awake, get up, awake from your slumber. Number two, take advantage of where you are. Number three, make the most of every opportunity set before you. Make the most of every opportunity set before you. Wherefore he saith, awake, and, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Since then, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the Lord of the will of the Lord is. Listen, you have opportunities all around you every day. Opportunities around you every day. Every single day is an opportunity to meditate on the word, confess the word, and act on the word. Every single challenge is an opportunity to meditate on the word, confess the word, act on the word. Every single offering is an opportunity to meditate on the word, confess the word, and act on the word. Every single need in your life, are you hearing me? Every single need in your life is an opportunity to meditate on the word, confess the word, and act on the word. And listen, you got to get your mind right about this. You got to get your mind right about this. You know, I, I, I heard Pastor talking about there's a certain book that uh, T.L. Osborne would read at the beginning of every year. So I just felt that by the Holy Spirit. So I've got 12 books that, are, that have been instrumental in my own life, and I reread one once a month. So I got one for January, I got one for February, one for March. I got one for, and anyways, I got some on my calendar. But anyways, in February, I reread Oral Roberts' book, The Miracle of Seed Faith. And I've read that thing three or four years now, but man, there, I tell you what, every time I read it, man, something pops out to me. And then what popped out to me this year is that the issue, the, the challenge, number one, I have not been expecting a miracle every day. When I get a miracle, I get happy and I get lazy. I'm, I'm telling myself, you don't have, don't have to amen me either, it's okay. But number one, I have not been expecting a miracle every day, every day, every day. How many days? Every day. And number two, a need exists to be met. A need does not exist to freak you out. A need exists to be met. So when you have a need in your life, it is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to meditate on the word, confess the word, and act on the word. Every need exists to be met. Amen. And every desire exists to be fulfilled. Amen. So what do I do? Every time you have a desire, what do you do? That's an opportunity. Tell everybody say, that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity to meditate on the word. That's an opportunity to confess the word. That's an opportunity to what? Act on the word. Every single negative report that the world likes to give it's not an opportunity to complain. It's an opportunity to what? Meditate on the word, what? Confess the word, and then what? Act on the word. That's what I was doing while I was pumping that gas, man. Pumping that gas, watching the numbers fly a little bit quicker, right? <laughs> and when you have a nice car, you can't put in that old cheap gas, man. You got to put in premium gas. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So every time someone says, oh, yeah, gas is up to this, I go, no, it's really up to this in my mind. But anyways... <laughs> But as I'm pumping that gas, what am I doing? That's an opportunity. Tell your neighbor, say, that's an opportunity. Yeah. To what? To meditate on the Word. Does everybody say, meditate on the Word. Yeah. 
Then what? Confess the word. Everybody say, confess the word. And everybody say, act on the word. Now, that's a small thing. That really is a small thing, but I'm just using that as an example. You have opportunities all around you to meditate on the Word, confess the Word, act on the Word. It is etched in my brain. It is etched in my brain from listening to pastors Gene and Sue teach the Word of God all these years. This is just another opportunity to prove that the Word of God is true. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. This is just another opportunity. So don't freak out. Why do we want, why did we not worry? Philippians 4, verse 4, rejoice the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Why? Let your gentleness be evident to all. Why? Because the Lord is near. We are not freaking out. We are not losing out. No. We are meditating on the Word of God, we're confessing the Word of God, and we're acting on the Word of God. We're taking the lessons that our pastors have learned, we hear them, we implement them, and we're going to see results from the principles of the Word of God that you're taught here at Faith Christian Center. People think days are just wasted or nothing's really happening, but the reality is it's an opportunity. When you wake up tomorrow, tomorrow morning, guess what? That's an opportunity. Tell your neighbor, say, that's an opportunity. opportunity. James chapter 1, verse 4, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Philippians 3, 13 and 14, brothers, I do not consider, I love this verse. I put this verse in my confession. This is one of the last verses I confess in the morning. Brothers, I consider myself not taking hold of it, but yet one thing I do, I forget what's behind and I strain towards what's ahead. Everybody say, what's ahead? Everybody say, I press on. I press on the goal of what I press on. Everybody say, I press on. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I'm pressing on today. Guess what I'm going to be doing tomorrow? Guess what I'm going to be doing Tuesday? Guess what I'm going to do Wednesday? I'm going to be pressing on to the goal. <laughs> toward the prize. I'm going for the prize. Yeah. Who's, who here is with me? Are you going for the prize? Yeah. I'm going for obedient children. Amen. Yeah. I'm going for children who love God. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's nothing like it. Amen. It's nothing like watching my son drum. Come on. Guess what he's doing this morning? He's drumming at a church. Not because he got hired away, because we don't do that, but because he's at college and he's being a blessing to the church he's in. Amen. Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night, we went to visit my daughter. It was away at college. She's playing, she was playing in the youth band at the church that she's, that she's uh, a part of at college. So man, guess what we did? We took time out of our schedule and we wanted, I wanted her to know I'm proud of her. I wanted her to know that it's a beautiful thing to watch your children serve the living God. It, it, you can't, you cannot, there's no money you could trade for that. There's nothing in the, to know, to know, to know, to know. That has just happened overnight. You got to build it into them. They grew up knowing what? Church is first. Church is first. 
Consider the outcome of the way of your leaders and imitate their faith. Praise God. That's why it's so important coming up in the Holy Week revival. It's not just, ah, I'll see if I can get there. No, clear your schedule. Yeah, but I've got this being, listen, I'm telling you, being in the house of God, God will take care over any other meeting that's possible. Why? Because when you get here and hear the word of God, you meditate on the word of God, you confess on the word of God, and you act on the word of God, we're going, I'm, I see that's been my attitude all these years. 27 years on staff, 27 years, that's been my attitude. Man, I'm going where the man of God's going. And it's paid off. God has so much in store for you. We have only begun. And Pastor Learfield said it last Sunday. He's more full of faith now than all the decades of the past years of his life put together. And I can testify because I've been listening to the man for all these years. And I can testify, I'm telling you, 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 God is doing something great, and we're going to redeem the time. How many of y'all are ready to redeem the time? Amen. Let's all stand up on our feet this morning, because part of redeeming the time, part of walking in the blessings of God, is you got to take that first step, and the first step is saying yes to Jesus Christ. The first step is you've got to accept what Jesus has done for you. He has made a way. And listen, hell is a terrible place. It's a terrible place. But God doesn't just want to save you from hell. He wants to bring you into the kingdom. He doesn't want you just to get a get out of hell card. He wants to bring life. He's come that you may have life and life more abundantly. It's so much more than just missing hell. It's about being with him. But you have to make that personal decision. I cannot make it for you. Parents can't make it for you. Your grandmother can't make it for you. Your spouse can't make it for you. You've got to make it for yourself. It's a personal decision. Because when you get to the throne of God, you will not be held accountable for my actions. I will not be held accountable for your actions. We will be held accountable for our own actions. What have we said? What have we done? So with every head bowed, every eye closed close here this morning, if you say, Aaron, that's me, I have never said yes to Jesus Christ for my life, but I want to say yes to him this morning. I want you to lift up your hand high right now to where I can see it, unafraid, unashamed. I want you to lift it up high to where we can see it. Say, Aaron, that's me. I've never done it. Just lift it up now in Jesus' name. It's the best decision you will ever make in your entire life. Maybe some of y'all are here and you made that decision for Christ, but maybe coming to church has just been kind of a habit. Maybe your relationship with God has been a habit and you don't really have that fellowship with God anymore. Maybe sin has come and crept in and broken your relationship with God. Maybe laziness, whatever it may be. But you say, Aaron, I'm here, but I'm not living for the Lord like I know I should. I need to get right with him this morning. I need to get back on. I need to stop messing around and making the most of every. I need to start making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil.
I need to redeem the time. If that's you, I got good news for you. First John 1, 9. Jesus said, if you confess, it says in the word, if you confess with your mouth, excuse me, it says if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So if you're here this morning, you say, Aaron, that's me. I gave my life to Christ at one time, but I have not been living for him like I know I should. I wanna get right with him this morning, right here, right now. I want you to lift up your hand high right now to where I can see it. Thank you, I see that hand. I may see it, thank you. Thank you, I see that hand. Anybody else say, Aaron, that's me? Aaron, that's me. Man, you are in a blessed place. This is the best place for you to be. Anybody else say, Aaron, that's me? Lift up your hand high to where I can see it. Lift it up high to where I can see it. There are others here in this room I know this morning that say, I need to get right with the Lord. Amen. For the sake of those that raise their hand, let's all do this. If you brought something with you, I want you to grab it. We're all standing already. I want you to step out in the aisle, and I want you to come down here and join me at the front because I want to pray for you. Say, man, I'm scared. Don't, be, don't you dare be scared. We love you. We're here for you. We love you. We want to see God's best in your life. So if you raise your hand this morning, just simply step out in the aisle. The people around you won't care. They're for you. And make your way and come on down here to the front and join me at the front. I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray with you this morning because God loves you. And God's got great things. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know you need to be down here. Get on down here right now. Yeah, but I, you know, who, what will other people think? It doesn't matter what other people will think, man, because I'm telling you all that matters is what God thinks. And if you please him, if you stand up for him, he will stand up for you. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Amen. God loves you so much. If I could take these screens and show you everything that God wants to do in your life, you wouldn't believe it. Because he loves you so much and he wants to do so much for you. Let's pray. Everybody repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father God, Father God I, come before you, I come before you, admitting that I've done my own thing, that I've gone my own way. But Lord, your word says, if I confess my sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Wash me, cleanse me, do what you need to do in my heart. I love you, I believe in you, and I trust you, and I thank you for not giving up on me. Father God, I pray for this wonderful man and others that raise their hand. I thank you, Lord God that your Holy Spirit is filling them up from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, that they may know and sense your presence. And I thank you, Father God, they may realize and understand all the great things that you have in store for them. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We got something we want to give to you to be a blessing to you. It's a book written by Pastor Lingerfeld, God's Very Own Child. It tells you what next steps to take, things to meditate on, think about. If you go with Jeff Hughes, our prayer counselor, we'll get right back in service. God bless you. Let's give him a round. Come on. Come on, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. Listen, don't ever take it for granted. Don't ever take it for granted when someone gets right with the Lord. Amen. And maybe you're watching by, by on our stream or maybe you're watching by, I don't know, whatever way you're watching and you want to make that decision, all you've got to do, please go to FCC arlington.com slash salvation and let us know that you've made that decision for Christ. We want to send you Pastor Lingerfeld's book, 
God's very own child to be a blessing to you. Amen? Amen. And praise the Lord. We love you guys. We love everybody that's watching us. And you know, you don't have to do anything for us. All these wonderful people here at Faith Christian Center have taken care of everything. But if you want to be a part, you just let us know you want to be a part. Amen? Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.